part of the problem with smoking is that I get really bad dry mouth. <laughs> so, what was I just saying? You've been smoking the devil's blood, <laughs> is what saying. Sanus Lapidus. Welcome to the Mickey Mouse Greenhouse. I'm KK. And I'm Wiggles. And we're here to review Disney Channel original movies. DCOMs. To see if they get a puff or a patch from us in 2020. We are deep in the thick of the spring of Rona. Yeah. This is week seven. We're currently in week seven. Yeah, we just started week seven today. Doesn't that feel crazy? You know what I was thinking about today? I think that I kind of love... Okay, I'm going to give a disclaimer first. I know that, like, I am so lucky that I have a job, that I'm still getting paid, that I'm able to provide, and we're okay, all things considered. We're healthy. We don't have anyone that we're caring for or that we need to be around that's, like you know, an immunocompromised or elderly or otherwise at risk. That being said, I think I'm really into, like, the work-from-home quarantine life. At this point, I'm like, it might be hard to go back. (laughs) I mean, we're going to have to go back, but when we go back, I know that more than a few jobs are going to be asking themselves seriously, like, do we need all of this physical space? I mean, for my job, that doesn't apply because I'm not, like, in an, an office all the time. But, like, I haven't woken... I haven't woken up with an alarm in, like, over a month now. I am able to, like, do the stuff that I want to do during the day between... Are you okay? Yeah. Oh, you re- you look like you were, like, Sorry, grabbing like yourself. Weird, like, burp feeling, but it wasn't coming out. Okay. <laughs> I feel like I can, like, marinate meats or, like, prep dinner or do laundry or clean the house or, like, get in some midday exercise. I just like being able to do that stuff. And also fit in, like, work. Like, obviously, I'm working. Yeah. To, like, a lesser extent, but I'm still working. Yeah. So just being able to do all of those things and work versus being in an office and you work and spend a lot of time like legitimately just trying to look like you're being busy which Mm -hmm. most people like let's be honest like you're in the office like you're working but also like all of those minutes or sometimes hours aren't productive Mm -hmm. but I feel like working from home if you're still productive and then you can also get laundry done or it just like goes to show how capitalism like isn't (laughs) isn't to the advantage of the employee it's to the advantage of the employer employer so much so that like even while being stuck inside a lot of people feel like quote-unquote free for the first time like during their work day you know so it's pretty cool yeah but We've also been watching a lot of reality TV. Or just like trash TV, TV. Which is all we do. Like, <laughs> this podcast is about us getting high and watching Disney Channel original movies. We're not exactly. <laughs> We're not exactly people. sober during the other shows we watch. So, 
<laughs> these are things that we're doing just to get by. Also, you know, we're just having fun like everybody else, you know. I've heard a lot of good responses to some of our latest episodes, most notably Brink mm-hmm. uh, and Quince randomly. I've had some people say that they watched Quince recently, and I'm just like, whoa, that movie was kind of a mindfuck. Yeah, we're not going to talk about that. Um, that was a bad episode. That was a bad episode. But people are getting back on their decom watching, mm-hmm. especially now that they're trapped inside. Um, and and a lot of people have, like, now that we're in week seven, have, like, exhausted their top priority of, like, their Netflix queue. Oh, yeah. You know. <laughs> so they're getting That was wiped the, out within the first month. They're getting into the decoms. And we're going to keep them pumping for you. And this week... We have one that's near and dear to the heart of Wiggles. Oh my gosh. It's gotta kick it up. Yes! I'm so excited to talk about this movie! (laughs) Tell me a little bit about it. Okay, I loved this movie. And this movie has such strong, like, feelings for me. Because I think it was the first decom that I was allowed to watch Home Alone. Like, when this decom came out is when I was allowed to be Home Alone for the first time. And it's because of this decom, I'm almost positive that I was allowed to stay home. Because my older brother had, like, so this came out in 2002, so I was 11 at the time. My older brother must have had some sort of practice or something, because my whole family was out of the house. And I was supposed to have gone with them but I convinced my mom to let me stay home so that I could watch Gotta Kick It Up for its Saturday night premiere. And yeah, so it was it was really not that hard to convince my mom because this is like I think the only like decom that portrays like a predominantly latino cast and so my mom was like hell yeah especially because like the commercials had them chanting si se puede si se puede si se puede that my mom was like yeah of course you can stay home to watch this movie celebrating chicanos (laughs) yeah so without further ado let's just jump into our synopsis Actually, that's back to Wiggles. I'm just here taking the. <laughs> I'm just gonna take a quick sip of water. Water break. You guys, I I I do want to let you know that Clutchy, KK. <laughs> I want to let you know that um, if if anyone knows the hookup to getting a sponsorship with Trader Joe's. Um, we'd love to send our resume along because I am actually addicted to Trader Joe's sparkling spring water. That's what we need. We need a pod manager. I just need some, I need to know that I have a sparkling water every day. Yeah, like we're just advertising it for free right now, but we'd like to get free pot, free uh, sparkling water out of it. Yeah, free sparkling water. And what else do we want to ask Trader Joe's for? I don't know. We'll talk to... I don't know. I love the chocolate coconut milk ice cream. We can't even buy it because I'm like, I will eat like five pints a day. <laughs> this is just like become an ad for... <laughs> yeah. For Trader and, Joe's. And 
unintentional ad for Trader Joe's. Okay. Also, endorsement of the munchies. <laughs> yes. Okay, so I'm going to get into it now. Go for it. Um, so, Gotta Kick It Up is about a group of ninth grade girls at Marshall Middle School, which, just to clear it up out of the bat, it's pretty confusing because they are in ninth grade, but they're in middle school. So, just remember that. This is like... The oldest girls on campus, though. You can tell that they're going to go to high school next year. Okay, so we are introduced to Daisy, a popular girl who is known for getting in trouble. Esmeralda, who goes by Esme, who's a goody two-shoes. And Yoli, played by our queen, America Ferreira, is the first day of school. It's the first day of school. And... Um, the girls are getting ready to participate in the ninth grade dance team, but the previous teacher retired during the summer. And so now they don't know if they're going to be able to participate in the dance team this year. Uh, the principal of the school, Mr. Savala, runs a tight ship and he's hired a new teacher, Miss Bartlett, to teach biology to the ninth graders. Miss Bartlett, who I'm probably going to call Miss B., just to keep it short. She was like, what was she, KK? Like, in the tech industry. She was a yeah, web developer. She a, no, she owned, like, a dot-com business. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, owned a business early in the dot-com bubble. Yeah. I mean, this is, yeah, 2002. So. Yeah. So her story is that, like, her business went under when the dot-com bubble burst. Yes. Also, this movie is based on, sorry, I'm jumping. But this movie is based on a true story. So, like, it took, it, it was, I looked it up. Again, thank you, Wikipedia. Because, yeah, it's based on a true story, but I couldn't find out when the true story happened. But it must have been, like, in the 90s. Because, like, yeah. But, okay, so sorry, that was all over the place. So, Miss B is switching her career from being in the dot-com industry to becoming a teacher. She wants to give back. And it kind of burned her out. Unfortunately, it seems like she's not the best at having control of, like, the classroom just yet. Because on the first day of school, the kids are getting crazy and, like, starting to dance. And Yoli gets a month of suspension. And... Daisy. Sorry, I do that. Yeah, Daisy gets a month of suspension. And um, Mr. Savelle is just like, uh, you need to, like, show them who's boss. Meanwhile, Esmeralda is working in the administrative office when she sees, she she looks for Miss B's resume, and on it she sees that Miss B attended Juilliard in New York City, which for those of you who don't know, Juilliard is like a very prestigious college for the performing arts, and she convinces, so Esmeralda convinces Mr. Savala that Miss B should be the dance team coach. It's only natural. Like, the lady went to Juilliard for dance. And so, you know, they do convince Miss B she's down to coach, but you can tell that she has hang-ups. Like, she's she's not excited to coach the dance team. So, we're, so meanwhile, we're introduced to Daisy's boyfriend, Chewy. Mm-hmm. So... Chewy doesn't make any fucking sense, right? So Chewy <laughs> is a high school dropout, and he's working and struggling to pay rent, which 
puts his age somewhere 18, maybe he was emancipated, 17, 16. But what we know is that Daisy is like 14. Like she's, she's like in, I mean, I know grade. it's ninth grade, she's but like she's school. in middle school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, but like Chewie like has a car and like talks about how school is whack all day. Like that's, that's Chewie's role in the story so far. And they've kind of like made up this storyline of like, they're going to, um, or like this fantasy, I should say, of like, they're going to, you know, be this really young couple that like experiences life together. Sure. Um, I mean, like, like that's unique to literally no one. No. But anyway, he mentions to he mentions to Chewie that she's got four months of suspension, and that when Chewie was still in high school, he was able to convince Mister Savala to not give him detention by giving him an extracurricular activity instead. And so now, all of a sudden, Daisy, who thought the dance queen, that the dance team was a very stupid idea when Esmeralda brought it up and brought up trying to get Miss Bartlett to be the coach, now is very interested in joining the team to avoid attention. So she goes to Mr. Zavala and begs and pleads with him to defer her detention. And of course, he relents. Of course, but gives you know Miss B the power essentially to just give the attention back whenever she wants to at the first sign of any disrespect. Miss B comes out on the first day of practice and she is not with the bullshit. First of all, she comes bullshit. in and <laughs> no bullshit. And so she comes in and she lays down the law and is just like, hey, you got to be here on time, and if you can't do that, you should leave. And some girls leave, and she just goes down the list. Like, you're going to have to have your hair like this, and you're going to have to, you know, have this grades. And if you can't handle that, then you have to leave. And by the time we're done, we're down to about, you know, 10 to 15 girls. And those are the girls who try out for the dance team. And among those girls who came in late, obviously, because she's always late, is Daisy who, again, is begging for a spot on the team. But Miss Bartlett, Miss B, gives her a solid and says, like, hey, you know, we've seen you dance when you're acting a fool in class, and you have some moves, and we think that you'd be an asset to the team, but, you know, you have to be a team player. You know, Miss B kind of gives her the rub, you know, gives her a, an open spot on the team without having to try out. And the, other, the rest of the team really like it. Especially Yoli and Esme, who are her best friends at this point. The The first practice of the dance team is hung up when Mrs. Zavala comes with the basketball team. And the basketball team has to share the gym with the dance team, which is a whole fiasco. But kind of underlines the fact that Mrs. Zavala really cares about the school and... You know, he's volunteering wherever he can and trying to take space and give space as much as he can. And as much as he's a hard ass, he's the, he's like the heartbeat of the school. But Miss B cares as much as, as Mr. Zavala does. And, you know, she's dedicated to helping the girls, even though she still has some hangups about dancing. And we don't really know what they are yet. 
Also, can we talk about the one girl on dance team that is like a new Mex a new student from Mexico, and but she has like a Chinese accent. Was I like hearing that wrong? She looks and sounds very phenotypically Asian for someone who's a like native Spanish speaker. I think she's. I mean, you know, like a lot of Latinos have sometimes like what people see as Asian features, but Fair. I, she, I think she, I actually looked her up. She is a Latina, but that accent that she was putting on real thick was so bad. It sounded like Chinese, like an Asian accent. That's crazy. Right? Yeah. That's a But then she did like ballet folklorico, like as her like audition. Which yeah. was pretty. Yeah, that was kind of funny. She was a funny character. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, Miss B tries to get this team in order, but they're a little bit all over the place. A lot of strong personalities. But they get to their first competition, and they get a strong piece of humble pie. All the other teams are not only uh, great dancers, but they're in uniforms that all match. They have routines that are flawless. And when the girls go out there, they're just not... And they also have, like, a lot of, like, supporters there cheering them on. Like, a lot lot of parents in the stands. And there are are a couple parents who came out for... Alyssa's parents were the only ones who came. Yeah, Alyssa's parents came out for Marshall. Mm -hmm. Marshall goes out there, and they do a terrible job. Oh, gosh, it's so bad. They're and tripping over each other. They're tripping over each other, and to the point where Daisy just literally like, storms off. Pukes. Yeah, but Daisy just storms off in the middle of the in the middle of the routine, and it forces Miss Bartlett to just like stop the stop the routine right there. And all the girls are blaming each other and yelling at each other. And Alyssa's parents came and tried to. You know, mitigate the situation, but it was too late, and Daisy was just like, fuck this, I quit, I don't care, give me the detention, I'm out. So Daisy is just like, fuck this, Chewie picks her up, they go back to school to pick up uh, Daisy's backpack, and when they're at school, they see Miss B dancing alone to like, some like flash dance type <laughs> music, like, but she's getting it in, like, she's like, dancing her ass off. Daisy is just, like, pissed off because she feels like, you know, you're supposed to be this great dancer and you're holding back and you're, like, making us, like, run laps and do all these other things, but you're not teaching us to dance. You're not showing us the love. The girls start to slowly but surely try to convince Miss B to start dancing and try to show them the dancing that she learned. At Juilliard. At Juilliard. Quote, unquote. Quote, unquote. So, the girls are starting to get restless that Miss B isn't letting them compete in any more tournaments. She's like, hey, no, we need to work on things before we can move forward. And so, to try and convince her, they they do this whole prank-ish thing where they get their disc, like their um, burned CD, like, hooked up to the, to the, like, school's announcement system. And they play their song, like their dance routine um, song over the intercom. And they dance in like the middle of the quad. Like they do their routine. 
And of course, like they did like this prank where they locked the keys inside the room, blah, 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 blah. And so, you know, they do their whole routine and Mr. Zavala is pissed and Miss B is like, what did you guys do? Like, why did you do that? Like one, I said you weren't ready and two, you just disrespected me and three, made me look really bad to my supervisor, my principal. So, eventually, though, the girls are like, <laughs> that didn't deter them. They were like, we still want to compete. They want to go to this competition at Hamilton. And because Miss B isn't letting them go, Daisy organizes them to go and represent Marshall, but without their coach. So she gets Chewy and his boys to give a bunch of the girls rides to the school. They register and sign in um, and say their coach like had to help someone that got heartsick. Um, Chewy plays the music and they do the routine. And they, oh, and they had also like found the old um, uniforms and like bedazzled them. Like, like really like made them fancy. So they look good. They are dressed cute. They're, they've got a ton of confidence and they score third place. And they are all so excited that they scored third place. And when they pull up to school, Alyssa's parents are pissed. They're like, what were you doing? What were you thinking? We've been, we've been calling Miss B. Like, where have you guys been? Blah, 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 blah. And the girls know that they're in a ton of trouble. However, at this tournament, Daisy did so well that she got scouted for a private school for the performing arts. So at first, Daisy was hesitant because she was like, my family is not going to be able to afford this. And the lady was like, if you want to go, like, we can make it work. Don't, don't, like, hesitate because of a financial situation. So, even though Daisy knows she's about to be in a lot of trouble, she needs to go talk to Miss B. She is, you know, obviously, she knows that Miss B went to Juilliard, and she kind of wants some advice from her. So, yeah, at first, Miss B was, like, not happy to see Daisy because they had just come back from the tournament without her permission but she also was like you know here listening to daisy and and hearing her out and giving her some really awesome advice of that it included the advice from her about never essentially selling yourself short because miss b did go to juilliard and she realized all of her life she was told to be a perfectionist and that there's there's always like room to be better um and but because of that she was very self-critical and when she got to Juilliard she realized she was she was sizing herself up to her peers and she was like I will never be it that good why even try and so she dropped out after two weeks at Juilliard and she regrets it every day and she told tells Daisy like I I always think about what that life could have been like for me and I don't want this to be a what if situation for you so in that conversation Miss B also realized like hey I think I've been pretty hard on these girls 
obviously they're they're ready to go to the next level and also I shouldn't let my fears and insecurities about perfectionism stop these girls from performing and doing what they love. So the girls start performing more and more than just performing more they start trusting each other and how they're developing dance routines and they're being a little bit more creative and they're becoming more of a cohesive team. And the girls qualify for a regional tournament and after they qualify for regionals, Chewy, you know, the the grown man again. <laughs> we don't know how old he is. Okay, we don't know how old he is. But the the boyfriend of Daisy is is now pissed off that Daisy is successful in this dance group and because she's successful spending time at school instead of hanging out with him. And this is like the first time we kind of see like a problematic character. He's like really the only quote unquote like problematic character in the movie. Yeah, he's being a wild dickhead right now. But he's also like not, he's being very immature. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think he's being, like, a huge raging dick, but I think he's, like, not letting her growth shine. Yeah. Yeah, and you can tell that he didn't really value school, just to see her valuing school kind of feels like a betrayal to him. Like, I don't know if that's... I think that's what it is. I think it's, like, some internalized, like, she'll probably find someone better than me. Yeah. And so, but anyway, for Daisy, that's the final straw for her. And she realizes she needs to start looking out for her and what she wants to achieve and not what her boyfriend wants for her. She reaches out to the recruiter from the private school and tells her she's interested in applying. And even though it drives her to tears knowing that she's probably going to... She may lose Chewie over it, but, you know, she has to think of her future. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, the rest of the team are so excited that they're qualified for regionals. But Mr. Zavala, who you know already loves the school and loves the team, unfortunately has to inform Miss Bartlett that they don't have the money to get them to regionals. And unless they can raise $1,200 to pay for the transportation and entrance fees that Marshall won't be able to uh, to make it. And it's funny because the reason why they can't afford regionals is because they've never budgeted for regionals because the girls have never been that great. And now that they are that great, they don't have the budget. Yeah, it's like the Catch-22. Like He wants her to coach because they've never been good and girls want to do it. And then they're good, and girls want to do it. And he's like, well, we ain't got no money. Also, he's like the type of principal that's like, I will do anything for these kids so that they have an opportunity for, for like, a, protect, a productive life beyond what I can give them. And, yeah. So he's he knows that, like, even if the girls aren't great at dancing, like, they have a great time doing it. Yeah. And so... The girls decide to do a car wash, and I don't know how much they spent on this goddamn car wash, <laughs> but they have the whole street blocked it's off. It's like a block party. Yeah, it's a block party. They're washing cars. 
uh, Daisy's dad is, you know, he's doing al pastor and <laughs> carnitas and they had barbecue and piñatas and they're selling flowers. It's it's crazy, but they have a black party and they make eleven hundred dollars, so they're still a hundred dollars short. But who shows up just in time to make a grand apology statement? Chewy, who gives them the hundred dollars that they need, plus you know a little extra for being an asshole tax. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but is able to get the girls over the hump so that they can make it to their so they can make it to their tournament and apologizes. It's it was kind of like his his like self reflective moment where he had his redeeming arc where he was like, Yeah, just because school was wasn't for me doesn't mean it can't be for the woman that I love. Yeah. And so while uh the so Miss B is is trying to figure out what routine is going to really set them apart and finally instead of reaching into her own experience and her own dancing at Juilliard mixes in the girls elements of their culture and brings in salsa and bachata and merengue and allows the girls to bring their own personal flair and passion into the routines. The day of regionals, nerves are riding high, and the girls, you know, rally the troops with their chants, si se puede. Daisy is freaking out, of course, the most, because she's getting scouted by this private school. But she's able to, you know, brush off her nerves after a little bit of hesitation, and they do a great routine. It's a blend of culture and flavor and, you know, just technique. And they steal the show. And, you know, everyone's happy. You know, climax is the best part of the movie. Miss mm-hmm. B and Chewie and everybody is so proud of the girls. You know, obviously everything's an overall success. We just mm-hmm. assume that Daisy got into the school that she wanted to, and Chewie decides he's going to go back to school. Yeah. And, you know, it ends with a dance number with everyone, including Miss B. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yes. Classic decom ending. Yeah. Okay. So, that was kind of a long synopsis, but this movie was kind of on the longer side for a decom, but, like, oh my gosh, it was so good. It was so good. And, like, honestly, I think it held up better in 2020. I I felt like the message was still, like, really good. Yeah. And in hindsight, when you see some of the performances and the actresses involved, it it kind of is like a cool, you know, where are they now kind of scenario look back. I felt like it really, like, celebrated the girls for who they were. And, like... I, I didn't get, like, that Disney whitewash feeling that you can sometimes get. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Didn't get a lot of that. So, what are some cringeworthy moments? I have no idea how old Chewie is. He's somewhere between, like, He's 16 like, I was gonna and, say, like, I, I felt like he was, 18. like, 16, 17. I didn't feel like he was 18. But we're supposed to believe that Daisy's, like, 14. Yeah. 
I'm just like, it's either sex. way, there's like a significant age difference, and he Real is sex. like literally like trying to get them down the aisle. I, he he's like, I want to lock this down. <laughs> Daisy's yeah, a babe. Like, this is the rest of my life right here. Also, like, similarly cringeworthy is I could not figure out how old Miss B was. I was like, she looks like she could either be 25 or 45. I have yeah. no idea. Yeah, depending on the scene. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I have no idea how old you are. She, because she, like, had a very successful professional career before becoming a teacher. But she also, like, kind of looked so young. So I was like, what? <laughs> it was yeah. tripping me out. Yeah. Like, once I had, like, thought about it, I was like, how old is she? Yeah, I was just like, she has to be in her 30s. I also thought it was cringeworthy how, um, uh, what was I just gonna say? Oh, the jean shorts. I felt like a super cringeworthy part was, like, America Ferrera. No, 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 it wasn't America. It was da- Daisy. No, no, no. I'm talking about the overalls. Oh, I thought so, you were sorry. Okay. There's a lot of denim in this movie, but but what I'm talking about is is um, Yoli danced at one point when they were like trying to showcase like the different styles of Latin dance. Daisy was dancing in like a white denim short overalls, like the short short overalls, shortalls. Is that what they're called? But like denim, and it was just like a whole look. And I literally had flashbacks to my childhood. It yeah. was a little traumatic. Yeah, and like speaking of that, I thought it was weird that Daisy exclusively danced and worked out in jean shorts. Yeah. And, like, and it wasn't like a thing that anyone else did. It was like a, her thing. Like, I'm going to dance and work out in jean shorts. And that just sounds sweaty. Sounds gross. So just like imagine her being like smelly. Yeah. Like, right? Like, dancing in the California heat in denim shorts. It sounds gross. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, it wasn't too cringy, though. Like, I thought, like, there was so minimal cringe in this movie. It was very refreshing. Yeah. It was It was a really good movie. And like, there were no problematic parents. No. No problematic parents. Great authority figure, Mr. Zavala. I would say the... The bad guy kind of was Daisy in a lot of ways to herself. I was going to say the bad guy at point at certain times was Miss B when she was like not like really listening to the girls and what they wanted. Yeah, but it was it was one of those things where it wasn't too like black and white. Just like a lot of people who had their own motivations kind of having to learn and problem solve their way through an issue instead of like conquering it yeah some notable where they now is obviously america ferrera who produced one of our current faves hentified oh my gosh yeah i know we talked about we finished it, it last week it was uh, did we talk about hentified i, don't I think, think we, we talked about it in, in i our... think we yeah you're right actually but yeah she she produced it yeah um and she was in at least one episode was she? Yeah, she was a guest appearance in this mm. I don't remember that part, but yeah, she's great. Yeah. I love her. Also, when I was talking about like her cringeworthy and like the denim short overalls, like you, you made a good point that like America Fur is really good at just being like a goofy 
an endearing character. But yeah. not, like, sickeningly so. Just, like, like, authentically so. Earnest. Yeah. Like, earnest. Awkward, but earnest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I just really like her as an actress. And she's, like, a great person in yeah. real life. That's pretty cool. Okay, some best dialogue. Obviously, the si se puede. Yes, I can. As we know, that was a, a rally cry for, like, the farm workers union um, organizers who are, who predominantly were Latinos who, who work in the fields in Central and Southern California. And so it was, like, nice that they honored that. I like that. Yeah. There was also some funny dialogue that we just, like, didn't write down. But it's, like, and I can't remember it now. But it was really good. Yeah. (laughs) I liked it in the moment. Generally speaking, there are a lot of good performances. Daisy had a lot of, you know, a lot of depth in her character. And sometimes she was just, like, uh, the rebel. Other times she was just you know, a girl trying to get people to like her, but I felt like that actress did a great job. Yeah, and I I also think that, like, this was some of the best acting we've seen in a decom. Like, we saw a lot of the characters show a lot of, like, emotional range. Range, yeah. It was, like, really awesome. Yeah. Um, So, we're getting close to the end some of our most notable moments of montage would be the dance scenes. I will say, compared to Cadet Kelly, which was just like... Oh my gosh, it was cut. They were just like, like a million, a million cuts to like hide how bad these girls were dancing. They had a lot of long panning shots, a lot of them actually doing these dance moves. Yeah. So they put it down, but there are a lot of montages, the dancing montages, also some teaching montages. Mm-hmm. Uh, which were good for Professor, for Professor, for Miss Bartlett, because I feel like part of her story arc was being confident as a teacher as well as a coach. Mm-hmm. And then some parts that were funny or high were also the dance tryouts. I just think it was funny how many girls just like got up and left and like, why? Like, yeah. they were like, you have to like get, you can't get a failing grade. Like, if you get a D, you're on probation. Like, two girls were like, fuck this. Like, I was like, god damn. Like, you just, like, you're not even going to try to not get Ds? It's fucking middle school. Like, what the fuck are you doing? I also thought, like, a funny or high situation, like, scene was when they did, like, the dancing and the quad at lunch. Because, like, there's no way that they could have made that work in real life. Yeah, it just It's just, was- like, one of those, like... Disney elaborate pranks where it's like over the top but like works every time. (laughs) (laughs) It's like people start dancing randomly and everyone's just like, yeah, like, fuck it, this is good. (laughs) So, yeah, I think our final thoughts is that, like, for me, this was an incredible movie. Like, oh my gosh, I think it was, (laughs) I'm getting like so, like, emotional about this. But, like, I feel like this was the best decom we watched. Yeah, it's like, definitely up there. Yeah, it's it was so nice. I was like, when we were trying to think about what we wanted to review this week, I was like, it needs to be something that I know I at least liked as a child because I just like need to have. I need like Quince was so bad. I was like, I, we really need like a pick me up, and this movie delivered. So this gets a puff puff 
from Double me. puff. All the yeah. puffs. Yeah. No and it was so no good high. No it was so good high, too. Only the good bud gets to kiki kiki. Mm-hmm. A full puff from me as well. This was a great decon. A lot of fun from beginning to end. The dancing was, was awkward, but... It, it was fun. Like, it was it was fun. And I feel like Penny the Podcast Dog is joining us again. Yeah. But it was, it was a lot of fun, and I felt like I would watch it again, which is something I don't even know if I've said for any other decons yet. Yeah. We would definitely um, watch it again. I would definitely again. watch it again. Yeah, so you guys so should watch it. I, I really it. feel like, please, if you're going to watch any decom watch this one it was so good it was a lot of fun you know and i know there are a lot of people who are like our age who watched it who may have kids like watch it with your kids man you know they had a good story yeah yeah either way some housekeeping that we probably should have done at the beginning is we have a fan page now we have on, a fan page on, on facebook on facebook to and go along with the instagram page and is it called a fan page or just a page? <laughs> it's, uh, well, we call it a fan page. It's a page for our fans. But I don't think people make their own fan pages. Or else we're getting to like a Maddie P from The Bachelor we situation. Made, I am a fan of myself. <laughs> and I made a page about the podcast I made. If you are also a fan of that podcast, you can join it. I am the administrator. <laughs> So, so yeah, we have a we have a fan page on Facebook. Uh, you can do that as well as Mickey Mouse, ah, Mickey Mouse Greenhouse on Instagram. Uh, that's our us. most active platform. That's our most active. We're gonna have all kinds of Instagram stories about us watching decoms and you know paying the podcast dog hunt and. All the other fun stuff there, but we will keep you up to date on our newest releases and, you know, what's going on in the Mickey Mouse Greenhouse world on both channels. Yeah. But also, I just want you guys to take time to follow us on all of the streaming platforms that we're available on. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. uh, Spotify... Stitcher, Anchor. Yeah. We're on there are others. Them. We still have a couple episodes on SoundCloud. So if you're not following us, you suck. Follow us. <laughs> Don't just listen once. Follow us. Yeah, keep listening. Yeah, keep just stick around a while. Also, you know, take your take your jacket off. Take your shoes off. Stay around. You know, follow us. I also want like to hear what podcasts you guys are listening to right now. Yeah. So we know who our competition is. Now <laughs> I just feel like I'm, I've gotten to the point of quarantine where I, like, am willing to branch out from my regular routines of what I listen to, my regular podcast schedule. I have a little bit more of time now. Um, <laughs> a little bit more time. It's a little bit. Yeah. So if you have any podcasts that you recommend for us, stuff that you think we'd laugh at, then send it our way. Yeah. And, you know, just, you know, remember to give $5 to Wikipedia. Thanks so much for joining us this week. Um, We can't wait to catch you next time. This is the Mickey Mouse Greenhouse. I'm Wiggles. I'm KK. And we'll see you all later. Take it easy. Be safe.